Hey there, fans of brotherly love wrestling. It is I, Vic Delicious. Philly's own, the Mecca here. It is the real McCoy, J.D. Axe, Justin D. Xavier. It's your man, C.D., the fallen angel, Christopher Daniels. Hello, boys and girls. This is your old friend, R.J. City. Hey there, brotherly love wrestling. Bill Carr here. Hey everyone, this is two-time guest Wheeler Yuta. Two bozos from Philadelphia flapping their gums about pro wrestling this, pro wrestling that. Which is not that unique in the grand scheme of things yet. You are in for a treat because you're tuned in to Brotherly Love Wrestling. Philadelphia, are you ready? This is Brotherly Love Wrestling Podcast, your first stop for everything professional wrestling. So sit back and enjoy wrestling talk at its finest with your hosts, Larry Hall and Joe Corrado. Welcome, everybody, to Brotherly Love Wrestling. On the show this week, we're going to be talking, obviously, a little bit of AEW Revolution, which was a fantastic pay-per-view, and uh, also Monday Night Raw from last night that has given us a little bit more clarification on the road to WrestleMania, a couple more matches announced, but still some storylines that are still just as muddy as they've been over the past couple weeks. So not to stop you, uh huh, but you have like up on your ceiling. Uh-huh. I don't know if it's dust or what, but it's in the shape of the little dipper. <laughs> I see what you mean. I don't know what that is. <laughs> yeah, well, is it dust? Is it marks? Or whatever know. it is, it looks like the little dipper. I don't know. <laughs> Fairly random. It's it caught, it caught my eye. <laughs> it really, and I couldn't. And it was just like one of those things. <laughs> Like, man, it really looks like a little fucking. What is it, man? Is it purposely? Did you do that? Are you in no. the constellation? I mean, I think it's pretty cool, but no, I did not do that. Just, I'm a fan of the Big Dipper, and that's it. Like, that's a little dipper. Little dipper, sorry. That's what I meant. Whatever. I think it's dust particles. Anyway. Either way, continue, please. Let's start. The more depressing matters that are at hand. Let's start with AEW. Start at AEW. Pay per view. It makes sense because it was before Raw. So, therefore, ergo, we should start with this. And these are the only things we're going to be saying tonight. Nothing of adding <laughs> substantial value. I'm just going to be doing this. be filler? Yeah, I'm just filler tonight. <laughs> I'm Ben Filler. <laughs> so, uh, Revolution, um, me and Joe really don't watch a lot of weekly AW. I watch more Not than anymore. he yeah, does. You know what sucks is that I don't watch it anymore, and... It upsets me because I wanted to. Like I, when when it first started, I, I like I thought it was really good. Yeah, I thought it fell off for a little bit, and I haven't. I hadn't really thought of a reason. Like it really hadn't hit my mind. Like oh yeah, I really should get back into it. Like it. it... And after this pay per view, I think that might have been a little stupid of me. And I will admit that. Uh, and that's the other thing with me and you. The last AEW pay per view that we ordered, I did not like. We were it. very disappointed with. Yeah, I did not like it. Um, and not only that, because we don't watch the weekly show like we used to, it's hard to kind of be excited for a pay per view. I literally didn't know any of the matches on the card. Yes. Yeah. What you said to me that the the day before, I think Saturday. Yeah. Said literally knew. It. Yeah. Like I knew. I think I knew MJF and Brian, but. I don't even think I knew it was a, an Iron Man match. Really? No. Okay. Like, that's how out of the loop I am. Yeah. Very out of the loop. Very. Yes. Yeah, I didn't know who any of the champions were. Mm-hmm. I knew Hater was still the champion because I still saw that on my social media feed. Yeah. But I didn't know the ass boys were the tag titles. <laughs> yeah. The tag champs. I'm assuming um, Cargill's still the TBS champ. Mm-hmm. I Jeez. I don't know anything about Wardlow and Joe. I didn't even know they were still in a feud somehow. Didn't know that was still a thing. Yes. Uh, I caught spoilers that Powerhouse Hobbs won the brass ring. Yes, from the ladder match. 
So I know some things, but not enough to even put. I didn't know Ricky Starks and Jericho was a thing. Mm-hmm. I'm glad that Ricky Starks is still being featured. Probably a reason to continue watching, but it wasn't. MJF winning the championship. I should have. That should have got me back into it. It got me back into it, and that's why I said that I was watching more than you were. Because once MJF won that title, I was like, okay, the right guy has the title at this point. In my eyes, I thought the right guy I had don't the think title. It's wrong. As much as I didn't like the ending, <laughs> yeah, because they had me hooked. I'm a big Daniel Bryan slash Bryan Danielson fan. Yeah, I wanted him to win, and they didn't care how it happened. I just wanted just him, him to win. I, I did. I'd lo- I look. Look, he's a great champion. He's always been a great champion, no matter what, what, which, like when he was the freaking hemp champion. Yeah, that was really good too. It was. I I don't disagree with that. I agree. Yeah, like he proved that he could be uber baby face, and he could also be a, a really good heel. Yes, but I digress. Mm-hmm. I don't want to jump thought, ahead. That's okay. I thought overall watching this, I didn't have any expectation going in. Um, in fact, I was kind of keeping my expectations a little low Here's for the question pay-per-view. for you. Yeah. When you, cause we've done this before What's that? where there was like a long stretch of pay-per-views where we didn't have any expectations. WWE. And we were mm-hmm. pleasantly surprised. Yes. Yeah. I would say that this would be another case. Yeah. Another, for instance, mm-hmm. is it better? That way to just not have I, any expectations. Uh, is it better? I think like, it is. Do you think you're rewarded more than punished? I think so. Yeah? Especially, and we obviously we found that out with WWE, as, as we didn't have high expectations for a while with WWE, and they kept delivering and kept delivering. And especially now with AEW, because, like we said, the last one we watched, it to us anyway, we didn't think it lived up to what the card looked like it should have. So like going in, I was I was like, all right, I know Daniel uh, Brian Danielson and, and MJF will be good. I know Moxley know and Hangman though. exactly. I knew Moxley and Hangman was, was probably going to be good. Yeah, it was going to be bloody if anything. If um, nothing else, it was going to be bloody. One of the only really good long term storylines that they had, obviously going into this pay per view, was Hang was Hangman Jungle was Boy. Jungle Boy and Christian, which obviously me and you have said a thousand times a show being invested in stories. This was one of the better stories that AEW has told. So I knew I would a be invested in that. Very story. Yes. Very. Yeah. So like, and then of course you had the House of Black versus the Elite. You knew they were going to put on a great match because they don't put on bad matches. So yeah, but even still, I thought, eh, how good could it really be? Yeah, because you're not really, you weren't overly invested in any of the actual storyline. No, I wasn't. I wasn't at all. Because you don't watch enough to be... Mm-hmm. Fully invested. You're yeah. not watching like you're watching the Usos or the Sammy, yes. KO, yes, or even the lesser storylines Yeah, for WWE. Like the uh, Edge and Balor. Yeah. Like you're not even as invested as that. And I put that in True. like the second or third tier mm-hmm. for storyline. Yeah. Yeah, no. So I thought they delivered with everything. Even I, I watched the, um, the buy-in. Uh, I watched that, and even that, it was Lucha Brothers and uh, Mark Briscoe with Mark Sterling and the Varsity Athletes, and that was really good. It was a good starter for that for that show, and they start right out with Starks and Jericho, which was a solid match. It wasn't anything barn-burning, but it was a good match to start off the and main I part. Think, I think I like Jericho starting pay-per-views more than I like him finishing pay-per-views. Yeah. At this- at well, this, this point yeah. of his career, this era, I agree. Yes, I think that's where he belongs. But I mean, again, they follow up with Jungle Boy and and Christian, and I was a little weary because they had this final burial match that they called it, basically a glorified casket match. And the gimmick was iffy. I don't. I, I think they could have did a better job with it with what the gimmick was. But all in all, it was a it was a hard hitting, personal match. I loved it. I thought it was really good. And, of course, Jungle Boy won. He needed to win. Christian had to put him over, and I thought they did a good so job that with that. does pretty much end the feud then? You would think, I would right? assume, yeah. I think Jungle it's Boy moves on at this final point. final burial? Where yeah. does Jungle Boy go from here? Is he... I would it, say, like, his, is he a one-off? probably go up to 
like a mid card title, which is obviously is the TNT title, but you have Hobbs Could already you, challenging for that this you Wednesday. Have no, you have no one challenging MJF though. Well, we don't know that yet. When when come Wednesday? I mean, could could this? I'm not saying Jungle Boy have a legitimate chance to beat MJF, but I think MJF could help bring him to another level of babyface. Think, yeah. Well, uh, I obviously, think if yeah. he were, and I think that would be perfect for him. Yeah, I think you need to highlight a guy like Jungle Boy because let's face it, you can't rest on the laurels of the former WWE or WCW or any of those guys and and what jungle boy's one of your pillars yes he's yeah. one of your pillars mjf is one of your pillars mm-hmm. if you ask him he's the pillar <laughs> he, i mean you got a darby allen who's the other pillar is it guevara that's at a that weak, that's a weak fucking pillar <laughs> that pillar is faulty at that's that point but people were saying in brit brit uh baker as well I, oh, okay. I, can, I would I put Brit over. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Over Guevara. Yeah. Because I feel like with that women's division, you she's would need the, a pillar for the, the women's division. Exactly. Yeah. I would say Britt Baker. All right. Okay. I'll go with that. I'm good yeah. with that. Uh, so after watching the Elite and House of Black, I thought, holy shit, man. Like this, this match turned could, out to be something. Huh? Yeah. And not only that, I was like, man, this could be match of the night. And I found myself saying that a lot after that match. But, like, it was so good. It was everything you expected. It's like a longer, very much longer version of an NXT pay-per-view. Yeah. Oh, yeah, 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 absolutely. Yes, that's what it felt. Uh, I don't know if it felt like an NXT pay-per-view, but the yeah. action, I, uh, yeah, the I, variety, you know what I mean? There was something different every It's kind of like a mixture of main card and NXT mashup. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because you had the bigger names. But you had a little feel, bit. Of every, you had a yes. little bit of everything. Like the main car is more of the variety. Yeah, and NXT is more of the banger matches. Yes. So we kind of had a mixture of that. Mm-hmm. Uh, after after we had the of course new champions House of Black beats the Elite and they are the new yeah they are the new trios champions. Oh, wow. So does that keep Aleister Black or Mal- Malachi happy enough to stay with the company? Probably. I don't think he was going anywhere anyway. I think it was a lot of rumor, but I, at least they deserve it. It's going to be interesting to see if they're going to bolster this tag division back up now. If Kenny, you look, you're saying he doesn't have any, there's no challenger. You got Kenny Omega I mean, now. He, he is touting to be the best wrestler in the world right now. That exactly. That's kind of his thing. Yeah. To be, I mean, if you're looking at AEW and best wrestlers in the world, I think Brian Danielson is better than Kenny Omega, personally. I'm going to put bias aside. I just think well-rounded. And not to mention, Danielson wrestles a style I appreciate more than Kenny. But with that... I don't know if I agree with that. No, no, that's fine. Like I said, objectively speaking... Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no, no. But Kenny Omega is also in that conversation for greatest wrestler in the world. And he's been in that conversation for years. Years. Yes. Yes. So if MJF is touting to be the best wrestler in the world and he just beat Brian Danielson, albeit illegally. Don't worry. Underhandedly. Underhandedly. Well, it's still illegal in 48 states. (laughs) You You get away with that shit in Alaska and California. Hawaii said no. <laughs> we were surprised about Texas. We thought you could get away with it in Texas, but they had a bigger heart. Everything is bigger in Texas. Keep going. Land your plane. Okay. I've completely... <laughs> I knew it. I've completely... I knew it. As soon as you went to 48 states, I knew you were going to lose your train of thought. But Kenny Omega being one of, or depending on who you ask, the best wrestlers in the world. I'm gonna need you to. I'm gonna need you to pull it together. I'm gonna need you to hold it together. Yeah, that's it. Drink up. Put it on the computer. Uh, no, I'm good. Anyway, yeah, I will. I will divert to you. Uh, yeah, I agree. He because would be a good challenger he because he like needs you're ready to talk. Yeah. Um. So I mean, yeah, House of Black going over. I'm glad. I'm glad they got the titles mixed up a little bit. Separate the elite. More storylines. And um, hopefully some fresh new 
matchups. And Adam Cole's supposed to be coming back. Yes, soon. Cole comes back, I think, the 29th of so March. So Fish is gone. Is O'Reilly still under contract? O'Reilly, I think, is still under contract, yeah. When does he come back? I don't know. I, can't I don't know. Where's, where's Miro? Is uh, Miro, I think, still sitting around doing nothing? He's not hurt? I don't believe so. I could be completely wrong. Like I said, we are not the most diehard AEW fan, so... Uh, I can't we say don't that keep for up sure. with, We don't keep up with the injuries. No, we don't. We, we we have a long history of guessing. But I believe I believe he's healthy though. I don't remember any injuries for him. So, but he I hasn't mean, done anything in so long. Like, how could he be hurt? That's what I was thinking, and that's kind of why I did. I was saying that. But we'll move on to the women's match, triple threat match. This was one of the ones where I was like, and shame on me for thinking that. <laughs> I thought it was the typical piss break. I don't want to watch this match. Did you take a piss during it, though? I didn't. Oh, I didn't. I absolutely didn't. Um, Jamie Hayter, who I'm not a big fan of as champion. Why not? I just don't see it. Okay. I thought Britt Baker was better. Well, I thought she brought more eyes. I thought she was more... Yeah, but... I it, as far as on the mic and relatable. Now, I'm not saying that Jamie Hayter is not good. She right, is, so but Britt, just for Britt, me. Britt Baker's a better promo. Yeah. Um, I think the wrestling, you could put... I mean, they're both solid. Yeah, well, in the ring. So you have her, obviously the but champion. Hater's a little bit bigger of a beast than she is for sure. Soraya she's and of definitely course, a believable champion for all of what they have in the division. She's just as believable as Tony Storm, who was a champion. She's just as believable as Thunder Rosa, who was a champion, if not more believable. I mean, you know, look at the the list of Britt Baker, you use Britt Baker as the example because she is the standard yeah. for that women's division, I believe. Like, I believe if you're looking at the tippy top, I think Britt Baker's there. I I agree. I would put Baker one, but I, would, I wouldn't I would put Hayter two. I'd put Statlander two. But she's had injury problems, obviously. Yes, but Statlander, in the ring, phenomenal. Yeah. Great. Mm-hmm. Probably, when it comes to in-ring, probably my favorite in-ring of yeah. the women's division. In some of the men's division. But, I mean, where do you put, like, a like a Soraya or Paige, whatever you want to call her? Like, wouldn't she be? I mean, if you're going, like, history, she's probably the most decorated. In AEW, absolutely, she is. So, um, so here's the thing. Is she not as believable in AEW this, right now? This is what it was for me. It was Soraya... I, like you said it, you didn't don't put care. Those, don't you put that hex on me, Ricky Bobby? It wasn't Paige. You got disinterested. Now that necessarily wasn't my view on on Soraya when I saw her, but I'm watching the match and I love Ruby Riot. By the way, Ruby Riot, obviously the third person in this match. Um, the match was was very good. Soraya, just for me, I've never been a Paige fan. No, so, I'm not a big Soraya fan. Well, here's the thing, though. She wasn't going to change your mind because she's still going to wrestle the same style. Yeah, of course. It's I wasn't expecting this- anything different. Don't get me wrong. But I was trying to see what everyone saw when they were so when she was so over. Now, I like her on the mic. I think she's very good there. I just I think she does a very straightforward wrestling style. Not Nothing wrong with that, but... I like Ruby Riot's style better. I even turned around and liked Jamie Hayter better in this match than I did Soraya. And of course, Soraya, or I'm sorry, Hayter goes over, with, retains the title, and then we have the AEW Originals getting beat up by the newcomers, Soraya and Tony Storm, and a dejected Ruby Riot sitting in the corner. Then finally, goes to help out the AW Originals, showing that she is with the Originals until she turns and completely lays them out. Of course, Soraya and Storm come in and help her, and you have the new Outsiders and the former WWE employees are now one big faction, the Triple S Outsiders, Storm, Soraya, and Soho, Soho, which... I thought was one of the better parts of the night. Trying to figure out if it's ever been done before. I just, it seems, seems like an original idea. <laughs> I mean, it, originality works in this line of work. I, yeah, no one ever takes anything from anybody. No, I mean, exactly. Uh, <laughs> next, I will move on to Hangman and Moxley, which was probably. Did they bleed? 
Yeah, but you know what's funny? <laughs> it took a little longer than you it expected. took longer than I expected. Yeah. Honestly, like Moxley getting in the ring, open. Yeah, he should have been in the ring as soon as he walked in the ring. Busted. Look, me and Bill were texting this whole event, and <laughs> he texts me. He goes, "I'm honestly surprised he wasn't walking out bleeding already." Yeah, like which I agree. Like I thought his reputation of bleeding. Isn't that a weird thing to get a reputation for after being right. Dean Ambrose? Yes. Now your reputation is like, it's almost superseding his like actual in-ring ability that yeah. now he's just, you better believe he's bleeding. Yes. Like he's the bleeding guy. Yeah, like if really you're going to have a shtick like that, I mean, is that something you can rest your laurels on? The bleeding yeah, why guy? Not? Why, uh, Corey, Cody did it for before Moxley was doing it. Cody was doing it. You could bet. That, that Cody, Cody was, was going to get busted open and he was going to bleed every single and time. That's part of the reason I think he bleached his hair. Probably when he first did it, I yeah. feel like because it looks so much better. Like yeah, that. it's like, like the whole flare thing, exactly, and dusty. Yes. Yeah, exactly. But this match was brutal. Uh, I thought it was solid. I you thought don't say there were very cringy type moments. Yeah, a fork was used a couple times, and that was yeah. That's not really brutal. our style. No, it's not. I mean, we've gone to plenty of death matches, but... We've gone to a whole death match fucking show. Which was amazing. VXS did an amazing job with that. Uh, It was... But it was still good. It was still entertaining as hell. Um, But I... So I... By the way... But here's the thing, though. The Moxley... You're not... You were never, like, over on Dean Ambrose. And I don't think you're as... Are you a Moxley (sighs) fan? Um, I like the aura of John Moxley. The because the aura, aura. That's what I said. No, you didn't. What'd you say it again? The aura. No, you said it's on tape. Continue. <laughs> it's not on tape. It, it's on a version of a tape. <laughs> um, you act like I don't have a VHS the, recording right now. You don't. Uh, the entrance music, the coming through the crowd, the wild thing from Major League, like everything that goes into the presentation of his character, I do like. You but just don't still, like him. He's still. <laughs> And, like, this is what I, I laugh at when people talk about Moxley and AEW and how great he is. He's Dean Ambrose able to curse. That's what he is. Like, he, he's still Dean Ambrose. Everything he does is Dean Ambrose. And he's able to say fuck and shit, and he's able to do all this stuff. He's still the same guy. And, yeah, is he more hardcore? Yeah, because they're able to bleed. They're able to do that. WWE isn't doing that. So you're adding the hardcore that none of WWE is able to do. And you're adding cursing, but he's still Dean Ambrose. So I, I think he's he's still great. Without a doubt, he's a top guy in the business, you're like, regardless. Uh, you're like McLovin's character from uh, Role Models when he's asked if he likes Coke. <laughs> like, I like the idea of it, but not the actual. I mean, look, that's a pretty good comparison <laughs> because you're right. Like, he's good. I, I have nothing wrong with him. He just. The comparison of, oh, my God, he's so much. No, he's not that much better. He's the same guy, except he curses and he bleeds more. That's about it. But Hangman goes over, finally beats Moxley, hopefully ending this feud. I think they need to move on from Moxley and uh, Hangman. Hangman. It, this, it, But it was a good way to kind of write that off. Because Hangman is also a former champion. Yeah. Would you see a hangman before you see a Kenny? You could. I mean, well, because typically hangman is obviously or baby they, face. Or do they want to or they want to run one of these angles where you set up a triple threat maybe for the title cuz I love triple threat matches for titles by the way. I think they're great. I think they add that extra element to where once every every blue moon I'm cool, I'm cool with it. All right, so here, let me throw the scenario out for you that come Tomorrow night, Wednesday night for AEW Dynamite, uh, Dipshit's cutting a promo in the ring. By Dipshit, I, th- I think you mean MJF? Yes. Okay. That's okay. I'm going to call him out. He's a heel. Yeah, okay. I just want to be clear. That's all. Okay, yeah. Clarity is great. Yeah. Transparency is perfect. Don't lose your thought. Keep going. So he's in the pr- he's in the ring cutting a promo, and let's say Kenny comes out first. Mm-hmm. And Kenny comes out and see where you're going. Interrupts him. Blah blah blah. He's on the ramp. He's walking down the ramp, and then you hear the fucking cowboy music hit, Mm -hmm. and Hangman comes out and says, "Whoa, whoa, 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 partner! There's a snake in my boots." And then from there, sky's the limit. And then you set up because you run this because the next pay per view is all in. Yeah, is it all in? 
Double nothing. I think double or nothing. Because I think if I mean it's huge for MJF if he beats both of them, mm-hmm. and I think that I think he's not quite skyrocketed yet. Yeah, I think he's well, well, well on his way. But I think if he were to beat, and I don't care how he beats him, because let's face it, double he's MJF. Yes, no, you're He's right. He's going to cheat, yeah. even if he cheats. But I think beating Kenny and Hangman at the same time would push him right where he should be, right where he needs to be. After yeah. that, I don't know who beats him. And then you, you maybe you build a fucking baby face from the ground up. Yeah. yeah I, mean, you're I, don't th- right. I don't know if he should have a lengthy, but I think you need the right person. I think you need to build him up substantially. To make him just the biggest fucking weasel, he's gonna win no matter what. And then you build a baby face up on the other side. I mean, you have the story still, and where you can actually get him back on the track that he was on. And I'm talking about Wardlow. I think you you have the story. The story is still built in, and it will always be right. It's still there. And I know you don't necessarily like Wardlow, but he was fucking over as fuck. I liked Wardlow until he cut the promo that I don't want the world title. I want the TNT title. That lost it for me. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. We're all human. Even in wrestling form, when we're supposed to be scripted, we're still human. Someone wrote that, and it wasn't a good thing to write. But I think. If he he beats Joe, which he does, he did. legitimizes him a little bit more. I think. You mean if he beats Hobbs on Wednesday? Yeah, and I I don't know if he needs to. I don't know if he needs to beat Hobbs. I think him losing the Hobbs would be fine, and him to actually then you can get the focus because I don't think you need a champion versus champion match, and I think Hobbs would benefit greater with the title right now. It would actually set him up to another young talent, really good. Mm-hmm. Him having that title would be great, but while. You have a MJF running his thing against Kenny and Hangman because, let's face it, I mean, Wardlow shouldn't be facing them anyway because you don't want a babyface to fight a babyface. You build your – you get your heels in order and you have them run through them and you have them get massively over without the title and then you kind of write, run a collision course yeah. after double or nothing. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I so whoever I your whoever it. your second best heel is mm-hmm. at double or nothing, you have Wardlow beat them. But do they have a second best heel? Oh no! Who would you think? Adam Cole's so over. I don't know if I would call him a heel, but he comes off as a heel in his promos. Like his promos you sound heel. Have him beat. I mean, that would legitimize him. It would. Beats. Adam Cole. Yeah, I mean Joe. He, Joe is. What if he beats like a Moxley? Joe is a heel. Well, Joe. Yeah, Joe's a great heel. But I mean, yeah, I don't know. I I'd, I'd have to think about that more. Um, but really look at that. But if you were to do it that way, would you be okay with an eventual Wardlow? I'd be good if they could get the momentum back. I think that, and obviously, the proof is where Wardlow went after that point. He completely disappeared. So like yeah, yeah they he killed, needs to they build killed that. A gold, they killed a Goldberg potential Goldberg run. Yes, like, they did. with that, yeah. How, from like, that moment on, that that that's was it. crazy. Yeah, like he it was, was like, horrible because they had they even had the fucking chance. Ward love, like he was on. A, he was mm-hmm. fucking headed for it. And at that point, I that was, was saying stupid. how impressed I was with Wardlow and how much I enjoyed watching him because. He went in there with reckless abandon, and it looked physical. Mm-hmm. Every punch he threw, every shoulder to everything he was power physical. bombed you like fucking six times. Yeah, like everything looked real. It made it look real, and then just almost like a killer, a more fucking athletic Sid Vicious. Yes, very much more athletic. Yeah, Sid Vicious. Yeah, I like that comparison. Yeah. So we'll since we already talked about we'll go. Past, and he could easily fit into like the psycho uh, category. Yeah. Oh man, that would be if he goes off. Oh yeah, oh, absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Um, we'll we'll go past Samoa Joe because obviously we already talked about Wardlow. So tag title match right before the main event, Fatal Four Way, Cassidy, Danhausen, the Guns, the Acclaimed, and Jarrett and Lethal. Um, which I didn't again. Even know, I didn't even know this match was a thing. <laughs> Another low expectation match for me, a, a, a cool down match, if you will, for the pay per view to get ready for the uh, main event. But still, it delivered. It was there was, of course, with Orange Cassidy and Danhausen. You got to know there's going to be comedy. 
still well done, done the right way, wasn't too much. Jarrett was great. Lethal, of course, always is great. The Acclaimed were amazing. The Guns did their job as shitty little punk heels, and they retained. And then, just when you thought, all right, we're going to move on to the main event, they get the mics, and we have the return of FTR, Mm -hmm. setting up the next feud, FTR and the Guns, and that will elevate those young kids to be able to work with guys, top guys. Like FTR. Oh, I see what you did there. So we move into this 60 minute Iron Man match. MJF. 60 with an asterisk next to it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And Danielson, I mean, I said it to yeah. you. It's one of the, it's now, as I look at it, as we I watch it a second time, it is the greatest AEW match, period. There is no better AEW match in AEW's short history than MJF Danielson. Not one. Danielson's been in that conversation for all of their best matches, though. Him and Omega. Him and Omega. Him and Hangman. Yeah. Uh, I I, I put Cody Cody Dustin up there. Yeah, I know you put that. I put Cody Aldis up there. Remember, Cody well, Aldis was very good, too. Yeah, but I don't think that... That was an AEW, though. That, that you're right. That before. was still before. You're right. Because you're right. that was their first all-in. Yeah, you're right. But, yeah, I think you're right. I think you're right. And I would even throw it into the history books and mix it around a little bit to say that that might have been the greatest Iron Man match I've ever watched. I think it's. I think it's in the conversation. I probably wouldn't put it... I probably wouldn't put it over Sean Brett. Sean Brett. I think that was such a masterpiece. Um, because you have again, it was Sean Brett was is a masterpiece bell to bell to bell in that in that portion where you had a little weird shit go on with the botch of was it a DQ, the double uh double pins. There was still a little confusion. Yeah, like there's still a little bit of that where Brett Sean was a masterpiece from start to finish of the night. Not taking anything away from Danielson MJF because it was fucking phenomenal. But uh, but yes, it's up there. By far it's up there. It deserve it belongs in the conversation. I mean Michael's Triple H and Benoit was pretty fucking good too. It was, yeah, yeah. It, it's the rough. name we shall not say. <laughs> yeah, Benoit. <laughs> yeah, but yes, it was everything you wanted, more than you expected. MJF. Oh, that wasn't even an army match. I was just no, that was just threat. a triple threat. Yeah, yeah. Um, I got sidetracked. <laughs> Go figure. MJF literally proved that he could carry a match for that long and. Belongs to be the guy for AEW. He, he just yeah, it like great. I said, it, I don't think it skyrocketed him to the top yet, but I think it was a hell of a hell of a way to elevate. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean, he did it, and he did it his way, and his way is the weasel fucking cheater way. But he still won. At, at, I think the thirty minute mark. I'm in the middle of texting with Bill, and I say. Man, I'm slowly wanting MJF to retain. And then by like seven minutes left, I'm like, God, I hope MJF retains. And that overtime. See, it did not sway. Like, like his, I just wanted great. him to win very bad. But there was not one inkling in me that ever throughout the whole match wanted me, wanted MJF to win. I did. I did. I thought he deserved it. I think it. That, sh- that goes to show you how we were probably as a kid, too. Yeah. You probably leaned and teetered more towards the heels. Um, like your favorite wrestler was Michaels, who you liked when he was still a shithead going up against Austin. But if you look at it, Michaels was a shithead for sure. But you loved him. But I loved him because he was going up against Bret Hart, who was talking to- shit said- on America. No, that's no. why I like it. But but. He was a heel. He was an anti-hero, as well as Michaels was still DX and all that and anti-hero as well. So, like, yeah, they were both kind of heelish. But the the reason I stuck with Michaels is because fuck Canada. Like, you know what I mean? Like, all Canadians stuck behind Brett, even though he was a piece of shit to Michaels. Like, but Michaels more heel in Canadians fans eyes. Like, and in look, Brett fans eyes. Forget Canadian fans. Brett fans all over the world. But, like, it was because Brett was talking shit about America 
is more of a reason why I hated Brett at that point. Yeah, but I wasn't even bringing up Brett. I was talking about Austin. Yeah, but I don't. You were. I don't think you, he was. I don't think he was that heelish with Austin. I think he was more heelish with Brett than he was with Austin. Yeah, but he was still the heel in against Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I mean, I'm the, not saying he's not. It's just I don't know. I don't. I look at him as his being like the big dick heel, like with Brett. Anyway, we're getting sidetracked. I know here. we are. Jesus. I know. I know right. we are. Either way, I do think that is more the way that you like. It just shows you, like, because I, I will admit it, I love the Uber baby face. My favorite fucking wrestler was Sting. Ah! <laughs> I turned into half chicken there. Ah! Um, yeah, I mean, I always, I guess you're right. I, I who was the fucking biggest baby face in the company? Because now I'm trying to go back as a kid looking at uh, everyone I liked, and like it was all I love the outsiders. Although I wasn't a big WCW fan, so when I thought they were taking over, I wanted the Outsiders to take over WCW. I love the NWO. Obviously, love the X. Obviously, love Stone Cold. Well, yeah, well, but well, a lot of people. That's that's not that's not anything. Yeah, new, but yeah, yeah, maybe I don't know. I guess I've never looked at it like, like that you before. Like, honestly, you liked the Ministry of Darkness, and they were. I did. I and did like were, the Ministry of Darkness, and, and, and they weren't like I liked good the, guys. The story that—that's what it was. It yeah, but you liked, it. yeah, that's what drew me to but that. You liked the heels. Mm-hmm. I did. Arc I liked of, the you liked the yeah. heels arc of story more than you like baby yes. faces. Yeah, because baby face was so simple and just yeah, yes. bo- it bored me basically. Right. Yeah. yeah, no, that's what I'm saying. I n- honestly never thought about it like that. No, I've never I mean, looked well, at here, it or look, thought about it. We're into in-depth thought here. This is brotherly <laughs> love wrestling and how we feed the mind and express our emotions. <laughs> but uh yeah, there's not a lot we more we can say about how great this match was. Um it's no, just, I will say that it locked me in for a, over an hour. Which yeah. It's hard to do. It's very hard. It is. It's very hard for me to get locked in for that long. Like I have to be fully invested, and for to not be fully invested in the actual story before the match to get actually locked in that much for that long. Yeah, it had to be perfect, and it was damn near perfect. It was. I agree. It was perfect enough to keep me in. So I guess it was perfect. Yeah. In in my eyes, if it kept me, if it kept me interested the whole time, mm-hmm. not knowing any backstory really. Yes, relatively, I agree. But that match also has made me second guess. Not watching. Not watching, and I think I will be tuning in more, which, let's face it, is more beneficial for this show. Yes, absolutely. If if I'm actually in the know of part of the fucking, where I can just not bullshit. Mm -hmm. So, good things Good things to come. Yes, good things for all. <laughs> so I had a little side note. He's had about the billion dollars. <laughs> the little side note last night, also watching, um, I think it was around the deathmatch time. It definitely was the deathmatch time. I'm watching it, and I'm going, all right, AEW doing a deathmatch. I wonder what, like, guys who do deathmatch are looking at this. So I just so happen to have Kid Osborne's number in my phone. So I text Kid Osborne. I'm like, yo, are you watching AEW? He's like, yeah. I'm like, all right. I just wanted to see if you were watching because I wanted to get what your thoughts were on this death match. Because he's a death match wrestler. I get he's dabbled before. <laughs> I get my the response I get is, why am I drawing a blank here? And like I'm looking at it, I'm Did like, you ask him how much wine he drank before that question <laughs> was asked. So I I text him because he texted me that at 1 30 in the morning. I was already in oh. La La Land at that point. So I texted him today. I just said, I don't know whether to take that as a positive or a negative. So like, this conversation is really going somewhere quick. Like, yeah, like it, it's your build. Neither one of you has a fucking clue what the other I, was thinking. Exactly. So, like, I don't know if that was negative to where he was like, he thinks it's a, it was a joke or he really liked it. And so, I, did you get the answer? No, I'm oh, still so we waiting. Got, we haven't gotten the answer. I'm still waiting. So, yes. ladies and gentlemen, if you know Kit Osborne, you know that he is. <laughs> 99% flake. Yeah. <laughs> and like that's just him. He that's him. Like yeah. fucking getting him on the show. It's like 
20 minutes and he's already fucking 20 minutes late and he's like oh man i'm still trying to drive home from fucking starbucks <laughs> and i'm in the middle of fucking like he's, he's like but, he's like how's this look picture wise i'm like dude you're in the dark what do you mean how's this look but to his defense when he gets on oh he's he great gold oh he's great every single time we have kid on but to get him on <laughs> in some sort of fashion i mean look he fucking the first one, he was walking through the streets of Orlando. Yes. Which was yes. actually really funny. Uh, yeah, that but was really good. At least the last time we were, he was sitting in his apartment. No, the time before that, though, was when he had the surgery and his That's leg right. was all fucked up. But he would, he literally had to go to his car. That's right. And it was like, as that. we progressively went through the show, it just kept getting darker and darker. Yeah. No, but yeah, so I'm hoping I get a response. I don't think clarify I, that. I don't think I will. You know what? We'll give it a week. We'll give it okay. to the next show. Okay. We'll see if I don't this, think anything's going to happen. This is the cliffhanger people want from the show. <laughs> this is what keeps the butts in the seats and making them want more. Will Kid Osborne get back to Larry? Or will next week be nothingness? Probably nothingness. More like that. Well, you'll have to tune in next week to find out yeah. if we get that answer. I'm very, very <laughs> locked in. I'm ready. Let's move on to WWE. Quickly recap Monday Night Raw real quick as we got to get some matches made. Some were official. Um, so official was... We had the now the six-woman tag for Mania. All right. Bailey and Damage Control versus Trish, Lita, and Becky Lynch, mm-hmm. which is... That's a filler. Uh, yeah, unfortunately. For as much as they don't want... He wants to make a card and just make it a five-match card... You need to get Becky in there. I understand that. And Bailey. And Bailey. Yeah. But couldn't you have just done Becky and Bailey? I thought that's what was going to happen. I don't think I mean I mean he does I mean he does love Dakota and the Triple H and EO. Yeah. Yeah, they're NXT darlings, obviously. Yeah. It's just that I feel like the match is forced forced. And it, therefore, ergo, it makes me not as interested as I want to be for a WrestleMania match. So we also got um, Logan Paul and Seth being <laughs> official. Okay, I'll, now I will go back and say I am invested in this one. Mm-hmm. I do like the way, because we pretty much knew it was going to happen. Yeah, We were just waiting for it, and I think that last night was a good way. And the Miz being in the middle of it just made it that much better. Obviously, him being the host of WrestleMania, um, which is, to me, a kind of meh thing. Like, I love The Miz. Yes. One of my favorites, don't get me wrong. Yeah, but I think this is going to be good because The Miz is good at getting beat up. And he's good at getting people to hate and him. his gimmick is the A-lister, and he's from Hollywood, and he's an actor. So I get it. It all makes sense. So here's what you're going to get. You're going to get someone to come out and beat him up. So the interesting part's going to be, who's it going to be? Yeah, it's true. Who are they going to bring out to beat up? Is it going to be Hollywood Hogan? Man. Could The Rock make an appearance just to beat up Miz? That would be. I would still like that. Could Austin come and kick at Miz's ass? The, the possibilities are endless, or at least not as limited as you would think. True. And uh, who else is another Hollywood? Who's another WWF guy that or WWE guy that went Hollywood? I don't know. No, I don't know anymore. Kane was in a movie. Before, Speaking of it? WWE guys that went Hollywood, John Cena was back last. Oh night. yes, in Massachusetts, you tour, don't say tour Austin Theory up with the promo that he cut on Austin Theory, and Austin Theory had a gift for him that said he was going to give him a match for the United States title, and he said, "No, you didn't earn it. You, you no, you haven't done anything. You don't even believe yourself." You're no one, and which is funny with what he's being called, the now, and him being ripped up by John Cena saying, you don't even believe who you are, because you're not who you are, because you're not the now. I thought that was very ironic of a promo to be cut last night. Um, Very apropos. Yeah, so, of course, then he takes a shot at Cena saying, you're going to just walk out on the fans, which Cena would never do, so we get the match made. At WrestleMania, John Cena versus Austin Theory for the United States Championship. Cool. Cool, I guess. Like, all right. I mean, Cena's putting him over. Yeah. Yeah, maybe. 
I don't know. I want to see John Cena as United States champ for the sixth I time. I want to see John Cena break Ric Flair's record. Well, that's not going to do it. Obviously, that's not a world title. No, no, I know. But I still want to see him eventually. I feel like if anybody's going to do it, it should be Cena. He, like, you know how you rooted for Tiger Woods to ba- break yes. Nicholas's record? Yes. Because you never saw Nicholas play? Yes. I mean, that's kind of where we're at. We didn't, I don't think we were like really coherent enough for the majority of Ric Flair's title runs. No, we weren't. No. And even, and the guy that we watched was John Cena. It's like he's our Tiger Woods. You're true. Yeah. As much as we didn't like him at the time, you're right. He's, you're right. He, he is. He is. He's, he, he was the guy. He's our goat. Yeah. He's our generation's goat, whether we like him or not, or at that point, like him, I like him now. But yes. at the time, I did not. But I mean, he is. He's he that is. guy. Absolutely. He's the fucking Michael Jordan. Yeah. Yeah. That's crazy. Yeah. I don't he's know. the Michael Jordan and Rowan oh. is the LeBron James. Of current? Yeah. 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 That's what it is. But I mean, Austin's the, the Michael Jordan. Oh, well, yeah, yeah, yeah. In comparison, if we're going with like greatest of all time, like Austin's still. I think the tippy top. Yeah, but Austin don't have the titles though. That's the only no, thing. No, but when you th- but like when, superstar, I agree. Thinking, I agree. Like overall, if you're thinking of basketball, you're saying, yeah. you're, and you're like, oh, who's the goat? Like me and you will probably say Michael Jordan. Yes, of course. And if you were to ask, all right, looking back, this is the same time period. Who was the greatest? Who was the the greatest of all time that you saw? Austin. Yeah. And he was the most must see. Act in all of wrestling. Mm-hmm. I agree. And they both kind of had the like longevity thing. Like Jordan, fucking. I'm, I'm not going to go in. I'm not, <laughs> no, no, not going to go in this fucking rabbit hole. No, let's not do no, that. Because then I'd be forcing a fucking comparison. <laughs> I could feel myself getting ready to bullshit. And I've called my own bullshit on this one. That's funny. I've <laughs> saved probably. You're all a, welcome. A good 15 minutes of this fucking show. Anyway, I just want to fucking blow past whatever you're about to say and go to the meat and the fucking potatoes of Monday Night Raw. And it is, just so happens to be, my favorite storyline still going in all of wrestling. I still can't get enough of the fucking bloodline, whether it's Roman, whether it's the Usos, Sammy, KO, anybody who's mashed up and put into this fucking, this blender of storyline. Mm-hmm. I love it. Yeah. I love not. I just do. And the whole fucking Jay and Sammy thing, the fucking hug. Ah, the fucking hug. Come on, man. And the crowd went absolutely apeshit. They ate it up. They ate it up. And you're like, my God. You're like sitting there. You're like, you're a fucking kid again. You sit there and just fucking like, and then he fucking turns his back. And then he turns back and you just, and then the adult and he goes, that was well done. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. That of was course really, it was. Because yeah. you're like, damn, you got me. Yeah. You got <laughs> you me. You turned into De Niro all yeah. of a sudden. You. You. You got me. <laughs> and they did it really well. They but, did. I mean, and it, as much as it is what was predicted, mm-hmm. it's I still don't care. Now I'm at the point of where I don't care because... As much as I wanted Sammy to beat Roman, I've made peace with that. Mm-hmm. I just wanted to see something still continue, and I have. And I'm not saying it's going to continue after Mania. It probably won't. I think you're. Just... Well, I mean, we still have a still a little bit of of muddiness with that story because yeah, you, have you still don't have KO, you have KO wanting to be reluctant and yeah. resistant. Exactly. So yes, of course, the bloodline is now strong. As they were again. They are, obviously, they are good. Now it's shit. What does Sami Zayn do to get Kevin Owens on his Or what has to happen to Sami Zayn to spark a Kevin Owens? Exactly. But I don't feel like, and I think that they know this, secretly I think they know this, that when you put the Sami Zayn and Kevin Owens together, I feel like it's just a combustible element that is ready to fall apart at any point in time. And I feel like there's so much history and storyline built into them two actually teaming up that it's only meant for a flash in the pan. So when you say that, now mm-hmm. to end the show, I, I wanted to bring this up because okay, I, I knew we would end the show with this. Yes. Uh, yeah, end with the best. 
say we go on the way we all think it's going to go. Tag team title win. Yeah. For KO Sammy, right? Cody beating Roman and being the champion, correct? Yes. So I saw a somewhat of a rumor or a fantasy booking for the next year of what could happen with KO Sammy and how to get Sammy that title shot and win the title that we didn't get this year. And it was basically have them as tag champs while you have Cody have a run at the yeah. with the title. Have him go as you would. You have them have their title run obviously significant less than Cody has his for the tag titles. When they lose it, you have Kevin turn on Sammy, injuring him kayfabe. And Sammy has to go away. And now you're building Kevin up to go after Cody. And you have them meet at Royal Rumble for the title and have Kevin Owens win the title at Royal Rumble. But the number whatever entrant into that Royal Rumble is Sami Zayn and Sami Zayn winning the Royal Rumble. And then you have a main event match, Kevin Owens versus Sami Zayn ending at WrestleMania, and you have Sami Zayn winning the title at WrestleMania over Kevin Owens. I would be be on board with that. It's not a very complex story to tell. It's very easy to get to. And you have this entire story, this entire backstory. Fucking go all the way back to NXT, obviously, if you want uh, but like, oh no, Kevin Owens and Sami Zayn's story is an easy, yeah, an easy tell. Yes, exactly. It's been told a million times. But I mean, and selfishly, now I want it to happen just because I want it to happen when we are there. Do you imagine the fight forever chance you get for fucking a title match, mania match? No, for the main title because they get it no matter what. Whenever they fight each other, it's yeah, it's fight always forever. fight forever. Yeah. Wow. Like sixty thousand people chanting it, yes. dude. That would be insane, right? That would be in incredible. Lincoln Financial Field. That'd be fucking incredible. I would be happy with that. I would be happy if that was my main event. If it came to Philly, mm-hmm. but when it comes to Philly, yeah, that would be good. So it wouldn't be your most star-studded main event, but it would be a fucking you have other shit. You have a lot it would of be shit. A phenomenal fucking main event. Who knows? We might be getting Austin next year. We might be getting The Rock next year because didn't get. We ain't getting them this year. You don't know this. We don't know. Well, no, I pretty, I pretty much think it's not going to happen this year. I mean, we're three weeks out at this point. Yeah, I feel like something like that. Now, of course, we pretty, get a surprise, I but it's pretty much. Well, I'm telling you, the fucking surprise is going to be whoever beats up Miz. Yeah, which could be anybody at this point. Yes. So we'll see. So we'll wrap it right there. We hope you enjoyed the show. Next week, obviously. We of course have, they enjoyed the show. We're fucking great at this. God. Hopefully have more AEW talk now that Joe is reinvested and see what happens tomorrow night on Dynamite. And, of course, on SmackDown. I, as, I have to fucking stick to it. You, you do now. Yeah, they're going to expect you to know what you're talking about come next week. We're also going to need word from Kit Osborne. You're gonna we want, are. Yeah. You're going to want to tune in for that. Hopefully Kit sees this and then responds to me if this if that doesn't. We're going to tag him. Yeah. Absolutely. See if he watches or listens. So thank you for watching, and we'll be talking to you very soon. See you later.